Hey y'all, and welcome to Big Texas Bossin', the show that spills the Texas tea on bossing up, tossing coins, and living your biggest and best life on your own terms. I'm your host, Lalani Wilson-Jones, and today on this business segment, we have Raisha Smith. It's time for Big Texas Bossin' with Lalani Wilson-Jones. Spilling the tea on bossing up. Raisha is a native of Houston, Texas, better known as H-Town. Raisha started her corporate career in Omaha, Nebraska before making her way back to Houston. Known as the Jill of all trades, the official plug, and everyone's real Olivia Pope, this dope boss has spent most of her time on airplanes, in boardrooms, and in refineries. As the founder of the women's networking platform, Every Dope Girl, she finds her passion in meeting new people and connecting women with even more dope women. Please welcome one of the biggest Texas bosses, Raisha Smith, to the show. Welcome, Raisha. Thanks, Lonnie. Thanks so much for having me on the show. I'm excited. Yes, I'm ecstatic to have you. So tell us, who is Raisha Smith? So it's really funny because the bio that you um, that you read out, I wrote that about four years ago. And I'm like, man, I need to update my bio. <laughs> it's so funny to, to hear who I thought I was four years ago and where I am four years later. Um, but essentially, I'm from, I was born in Baton Rouge, raised in Houston, Texas, um, went to Texas A&M for my undergraduate degree in marketing, worked in a bunch of different uh, oil and gas functions for Union Pacific Railroad. And then also moved over to uh, Colonial Pipeline, where I ran a really cool uh, sales strategy team. And then in the middle of the pandemic, I found out I got a full ride to Rice for my MBA. And I jumped up the deuce to that position and started my MBA journey at Rice. I graduate in six weeks, and it's crazy um, because I will be transitioning into tech at Microsoft once I graduate in six weeks. And I did all of that while running, building, and growing Every Dope Girl. Wow, congratulations. So tell us a little bit about Every Dope Girl, what that organization does, and your strategy behind it. So um, Every Dope Girl is a social enterprise. Um, When I mention social enterprise, it's basically marrying a for-profit and a non-profit together. So we are a for-profit with a mission. But Every Dope Girl is a community that creates a culture of support amongst female entrepreneurs globally. We do that in many ways. Um, For one, we started off uh, featuring and highlighting amazing dope women that have great careers outside of their nine to five. We highlight those entrepreneurial and side gig um, journeys on all of our social media platforms. We've amassed a community of over 20,000 women and corporate partners. We've grown substantially over the last four years. It's our month of celebration because we turned four in in about two and a half weeks. Um, but that's our that's what we do uh, with our community. We highlight and we showcase their businesses. And we also have live events um, in person. Prior to the pandemic, we were all over the country. We were in Houston, Dallas, the Midwest. We were in New York, all over the country. Um, we were even in, in Egypt at one point in 2018, oh, wow. I believe. Um, but we turned really virtual, uh, of course, because of the pandemic. Um the pandemic also added some additional layers to Every Dope Girl. Uh, outside of uh, what we do for our community, we do work with corporations and we bring corporations to our community. So when you think of Every Dope Girl, a lot of the women um, are either full-time entrepreneurs, 
they work in corporate you know, roles and they also have a business on the side. And so we bridge the gap between them and corporations uh, through supply uh, through supplier diversity programs and for hiring for um, seasonal opportunities for big corporations. And then the fourth kind of, uh, I guess, pillar of every dope girl, we try to, we're that affirmative head nod in the back of the room. So during the pandemic, we had an opportunity to work with the Be Good Foundation um, and delivering water uh, to those uh, in the Houston community that were impacted by Hurricane Ida. Um, and we just kind of try to help wherever we can um, for, for girl bosses all over the country. So we, we employ volunteers, a part of the community that are always willing to help and support uh, female entrepreneurs to be successful. Wow, that is wonderful. Where did you get your entrepreneurial spirit? Where did I get my entrepreneurial spirit? I would say it comes from Girl Scouts. So I graduated as a Girl Scout Gold Award recipient. And there's one thing about selling cookies. Even in high school, you have to get very creative because it's very embarrassing, <laughs> but it, it creates grit. So I, I always tell people, like being a Girl Scout from when I was a brownie all the way up to graduating as an ambassador and just getting out there and hustling and selling cookies, uh, that's what really created my entrepreneurial drive. Um, but of course, I, my background is in sales, so I can talk to anybody. And I got to a point in my career where I was like, I don't want to work for someone forever. However, I don't feel like my company's in a position for me to just separate ties. So now that this whole side gig society is being more accepted by corporations, I'm like, you know, I'll hustle on the side and build on the side at the same time. Absolutely. So are your parents entrepreneurs or no? Yeah. So my parents, uh, my dad is, has a 30 plus year career in media and PR. And my mom has a communications background. Um, and so they actually burst a video production company about 25 years ago that I actually used to help out with when I was younger. So they have a video production company um, that I've been around pretty much all of my life. So now that I think about it, yeah, my parents are definitely entrepreneurs. <laughs> That's wonderful. What would you say the key is uh, or the driving force that keeps you going to pursue your business? So for me, um, I, tell people, I tell people all the time, you have to build businesses that are based on passion. And that passion is what really keeps me going. Knowing that we have a massive community of over 20,000 women, um, including corporate partners that are paying us money, um, that keeps me going every day. Every time we, you know, interact with, with women on our social media platforms, anytime that we have events, um, and there's a time where I feel like, I, you know, I'm not really feeling this anymore or I'm, I'm tired, I'm burnt out. I realized that there are so many women that are really depending on the encouraging words and the stories being shared on the Every Dope Girl platform. And so that's what really motivates me. And um, also looking back on my own personal journey and on personal growth and how the Every Dope Girl community has helped me and given me the courage to say, you know what, I'm going to quit my job and I'm going to pursue my MBA full time. That's what really keeps me going. Right. And congratulations on your graduating in six weeks uh, with your Thank MBA. You. That is wonderful. That is. How did you come up with the name Every Dope Girl? So um, that's a really funny. Uh, it's not funny, but it's funny to say out loud. But um, about four years ago, I was working in oil and gas, which is a very good old boy kind of industry. And I'm not going to lie. Like I was in my feelings. I would pour so much into work. And I just always felt very overlooked. 
um, in corporate America. But then, you know, you leave the outside, you're involved in church, you're doing this, you're volunteering here, you're part of the Houston Rodeo. And everyone's like, wow, you're doing all these great things. And then I just sat during my lunch break and I started, I was in my feelings, I started taking screenshots of all of my amazing friends and saying, hey, this is what this person is doing. Next story, this is what this person is doing. So over an hour, I think I might have mentioned like 30 of my really great friends on an Instagram story. And then I said something about, they are so dope because every dope girl does something. And then like two weeks later, I came back to it. And I was like, I'm a marketer. So I'm thinking I need something with some sort of acronym. I knew I wanted to start a company, but I'm a marketer. And I'm like, it needs to be something that's catchy. So I was going through all the stories and I saw every dope girl. And I was like, that's it. So that's how I came up with the the name Every Dope Girl. Um, and I also think that dope has a very negative connotation. If you ever Google dope boy or dope girl on Google, it's it's always negative connotations, especially of people of color. And so now I love to get on, I love to Google Every Dope Girl and we populate in the feed all over it. So that was another reason why we went with the name. Right, well, that is wonderful. Considering the fierce competition in today's business world and with so many women's groups, what makes Every Dope Girl stand out in the crowd? What makes Every Dope Girl stand out in the crowd is that I'm not in the business of, you know, growing a billion-dollar company. I would love to grow a billion-dollar company, but I just want people to feel good. I want women to feel like if someone is featured on our platform or if you come to an event, it feels like you are in your grandmother's living room and you are having a good time. I tell people, and when I even pitch to corporations, I say, every dope girl networking events, I call them every dope girl experiences, it's not your typical women's empowerment event. You might accidentally leave with a best friend. You might leave with a gold friend. You might come out leaving with a business partner because we create that sort of community and environment where you can bring your entire self. You can, you can come into the space as a budding entrepreneur, as a supporter of entrepreneurs or somebody that has an idea and you just don't even know where to start. And so we create that, um, we create that, that feeling of like you are in your auntie's kitchen, just kicking it with your homegirls at our events. And I also would say um, what I tell people a lot all the time is there can be a million women empowerment events, but there's only one individual with that same brain. And so between myself and my team, we add all of the flavor into every dope girl and that and that you know that that kind of human capital can't really be replicated uh you're correct it certainly can't be replicated and it sounds like you are doing a fantastic job at what stage of your journey did you realize that you were being effective and how did you evaluate your effectiveness that's a great question so every dope girl but i would say the first two years um i was just having events I would host events just to have fun um, and bring women together. It was, it, it was just something that I was really passionate about. So I would say it started off with our events. I was coming out of pocket myself and I was working full time. And so it was easy for me to, you know, pull from my personal funds to support the business. And then in 2020, we had an event or 2019, we had an event in New York and I had no community right in New York. We partner with Facebook, we partner with LinkedIn, and we partner with BuzzFeed. And I pitched the heck out of our three-day experience in New York. And I was really nervous because our costs were exceeding 
what I thought would be our profits. And our New York event, we broke even and we had big names attached to it. And I was so excited that I didn't have to pay out of pocket <laughs> for that event. I was so excited that I could fly my team out there to experience the event and be in the boardrooms of Facebook, be in the boardrooms of LinkedIn, be in the boardrooms of BuzzFeed. Um, that was really, that was a great feeling. Um, and then when I started my, my, you know, started school full time, of course, I'm, I'm, I don't have a job. So that grit, it just gets a little bit more gritty. And I started pitching to corporations. And um, I think from a revenue perspective, once I realized that, you know, the corporations are my customer and I'm providing a service to my community, I realized, you know what, now that I have access to corporations, I can do everything that I want mm-hmm. with the community and it can be done at a very, very low cost or free to the community. So that's, I would say 2020 was right around the time when I, um, when I realized that. And I also realized that we continue to gain tra- traction um, despite being completely virtual during the pandemic. Absolutely. And speaking of the pandemic, it forced a lot of people to pivot. Did you find it challenging to stay motivated and what was the further influence on continuing your education and keeping your organization going at the same time? So with every dope girl, we, um, I would say we have a very, we have a bird's eye view of what a lot of women are doing um, as entrepreneurs. And so during the pandemic, we pivoted into conversations with every dope girl. I noticed that, um, so I have a team of content writers. They're constantly on our Instagram and, and LinkedIn and Facebook and Twitter pages. And I'll, you know, occasionally get on the Every Dope Girl page, especially during the pandemic, and I'll scroll. And I started noticing that I wasn't seeing some of the same people that we normally follow posting. We weren't being tagged by women entrepreneurs that are typically more active. And so during the pandemic, we pivoted into a free series called Conversations with Every Dope Girl. We um, highlighted topics such as mental health. We did meditation. Um, we brought in different business owners to, to continue to encourage the women um, of our community uh, because what I did notice was once those people stopped posting on social media, some of those businesses dissolved. And so having access and seeing that from a bird's eye view, it just, that's what motivated our team to continue to push and to push and to push throughout the pandemic. And so that was the point where we just offered everything for free. We, we, we were doing check-ins via DM. Hey, sis, are you good? Do you need anything? We started our volunteerism um, by providing free services and helping women in the community that just needed support. Um, and yeah, that, that's what that's what honestly kept us motivated. It was kind of like we had access to this entire female entrepreneurship community and we noticed that they were struggling mentally as everyone was during the pandemic. So. Right, I, I can definitely relate. So it's been four years since you started your venture with Every Dope Girl. How are you celebrating and where are you finding the fun? Uh, so we are celebrating um, on March 27th here in Houston, Texas. We're doing a great big birthday party. Uh, we're going to have some amazing vendors. We have some great DJs and MCs that are very notable. Uh, we'll have some public figures that are going to be uh, coming down to, to celebrate Every Dope Girl. And then we're also hosting a pitch competition. Um, so we are selecting 10 businesses to that we're giving them the opportunity to pitch their business, their idea in front of our entire community. And the winner will be awarded a $500 um, grant that will be, oh, wow. that should be used to 
for either an LLC, a trademark, or any kind of legal services or, you know, business operating costs that they want to cover. The way that we're funding that is we've been able to, you know, gain some uh, contracts with some corporations and get some sponsorships. So that's how it's going to be funded. All right. That's awesome. What's been the most rewarding part of this journey for you? So the most rewarding part of this journey for me is to see the growth amongst my team, the Every Dope Girl team that I work with internally, um, and then to see the growth of our community. Uh, we've, we used to host like these EDG photo shoots prior to the pandemic. And so, you know, you start keeping, keeping up with people, right? And so to see the growth of our goal friends from 2018 and to see how they've amassed followings, they've you know, they've quit their jobs to pursue entrepreneurship full time. That is, that is like the most rewarding experience. Um, even from a, you know, being a founder and having a team of directors and content writers, seeing how they blossom in their space as professionals, you know, seeing them out there doing things that they were afraid to do, but now they're out there, you know, hosting their own events. They're out there, you know, connecting with big brands on their own. That That's right. the most rewarding, rewarding experience for me, especially as a leader. Wow. I love it. So what can we expect from you next? You're finishing up your MBA in six weeks. What's next on the horizon for you and EDG? So what's next on the horizon for me is a much needed break because um, your girl is tired. Um, I will be backpacking throughout Europe this summer, and I will have hoped to uh, launch some secret projects this summer that I've been working on. Um, My my concentration at Rice is entrepreneurship, so I've done a ton of strategy research, and there will be some things that will be launching over the summer, but for every dope girl. But I'm going to be traveling. I'm going to take some time off um, and just try to enjoy myself because I didn't get a break during the pandemic. Right. I truly understand. How many weeks are you taking? Four weeks. Okay. All right. (laughs) Well, we certainly wish you well on your journey. Tell our audience where they can find you, please. On what platforms? Absolutely. So every dope girl can be found on Google. You can just Google every dope girl. Uh, You can follow us on Instagram at every dope girl, Facebook, every dope girl, LinkedIn, Every Dope Girl, and Twitter, Every Dope Girl. Our website is www.everydopegirl.com. And um, we are always accessible. If you are in the Houston area, Dallas area, wherever, we'll be in Dallas, uh, hopefully within the next month or so. Um, but join us for Every Dope Girl Turns 4 in Houston um, on March 27th from 12 to 4. Okay, that sounds awesome. Will that be a live event? It's in person. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Hopefully we can get some people out there for you. Yes. Well, thank you. Big Texas Boston Podcast can be found on every major streaming site. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Big Texas Boston. Subscribe to Big Texas Boston Podcast on YouTube for alerts and more episodes. Until next time, keep bossing up, tossing coins, and living your biggest and best life. Thank you. Thank you.